Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Welcome to the Help Desk. It is Tuesday, the 16th of February. My name is Tess Bennett. And I'm Peter Wells. And how is lockdown going, Peter, down there in Melbourne? Uh, It's day three. If you can hear any Super Mario Brothers in the background, that is because my daughter Penny is with me and TV is the new parent in our life. Well delegated. (laughs) And look, we promised to be quick on this, but the media code is still bubbling away. Remember, it should be all over by Friday. But as we round that home stretch, there has been a lot of movement in the background. Seven West Media has inked a deal with Google Showcase, which is Google's preferred way of distributing its massive wealth to media in this country. Meanwhile, the age reports of both Google and Facebook are, quote, scrambling to make last-minute deals with media companies to avoid the media code deadline of this Friday, though the paper provides no real details of the deals. And the ABC reports that Treasurer Josh Frydenberg has chatted with Facebook's Mark Zuckerberg yet again, but at once more there's no details to report beyond their budding friendship, although Frydenberg is optimistic that some last-minute deals will be struck. Now, you may be wondering, doesn't that sound like the federal government is somewhat undermining its own proposed law if it hopes that deals will be struck before the law is passed? Not really. Remember that the media code was only drawn up after the media and tech refused to negotiate together. Yeah, so I guess the significance here is that Seven West Media is a pretty big player. So I'd say it's probably the largest player to join up to Google's news showcase at the moment. Mm. And we discussed that previously, that the other companies that are on board there are really regional or independent publications, whereas Mm. the the News Corps and Guardian and Nine are are holding out for a better deal. Yeah, at this stage I would say the Saturday paper is the biggest title. Yeah. Uh, until Seven West got on board. Yeah, this is basically Google's way of avoiding going into that arbitration model under the government's media bargaining code. Uh, I mean, I hadn't even thought about this until you brought it up a couple of weeks ago, that whatever deal they sign, you'd hope that it doesn't have some kind of clause where Google gets out of it in three years' time and, and they're back to arguing all over again. <laughs> we could make a prediction around that, but but we won't. <laughs> and moving on, we've got an update on Zinja, which is the former neobank, which in December handed back its banking license and closed all of its customers' accounts. But the startup didn't actually go out of business. And on the other side of the summer holidays, the Australian has an update on what's going on with the ex-bank. The company's future is reportedly going to be decided at an extraordinary general meeting on Wednesday. The options on the table are to either pivot from being a bank to becoming a US share trading platform. And the other option is just to wind the business up. In a letter penned by Chief Executive Eric Wilson, he asks investors if they would prefer to lock in a loss of 95 cents to 100 cents on the dollar or recapitalize and bet on the new venture. And uh, Wilson, who declined to comment in, in this story, has written in the letter, 
I don't wish to sugarcoat this. It will be a long and difficult journey with considerable risk. We will be starting with a small team and limited capital. It will require raising further capital. So it really looks like they're going back to something like square one after mm. a very painful 2020. You know, I, I really wish I had the uh, confidence of a private school kid to say, hey, give me 95 cents to the, to the dollar and understand that you'll need to reinvest in my idea, but stick with me, buddy. Yeah, I always... I have no idea what school he went to. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just making assumptions here. <laughs> yeah, I always thought being a founder would, would be, you know, there's a difference between risking your own money and, and risking someone else's, especially on, on this scale. <laughs> You're so much more polite than I am. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, and the Wall Street Journal has a wonderful wrap-up of the last 10 years of tension between Facebook and Apple. Once again, there's no real new details here, but the details provided are exquisite. The animosity between Cook and Zuck goes way beyond the current disagreements on privacy. The two have hated each other for years now. That's not the Wall Street Journal's uh, editorialising. That's me reading between the lines. Back in 2017, both companies tried to repair the relationship with a series of face-to-face -face meetings, but they became so tense that the meetings were eventually called off. Now, you may have forgotten the many times that Apple and Facebook have clashed over the years. Well, Wall Street Journal has you covered and has a great play-by-play -play of all the, the, the bigger issues, including the Onovo uh, app getting kicked out of the Apple Store, a whole bunch of great stuff. Get on in there if you've forgotten, because uh, this battle is long from over. And if you don't care about the big issues and just want like the personal gossipy side of it, this piece doesn't really deliver on that, but it does no, it provide... <laughs> A, um, a great contrast of the, the way the two CEOs are depicted on what the sort of narrative around each of them is. And they stack up like this. Mr Zuckerberg, 36 years old, is a hacker-turned-Harvard dropout who once touted the end of privacy as a social norm. Mr Cook, 60, who hails from Alabama, has been a deeply private man who rose through the company as a specialist in supply chain logistics. So that should give you an idea of the two different personality types that we're getting to see on the outside, at least. And our final story of the day comes from Alex Walker over at Kotaku, who asks, should tech scalping be illegal? So right now it is illegal to scalp tickets to concerts and sporting events, things like that. He asks if tech should be covered as well, considering that there is a reseller in Brisbane right now selling PS5s for $1,250, which is $500 more than they cost if you were able to buy one, but you can't at the moment. On eBay, the PS5 is closer to $2,000. The PS5 has been sold out since it launched in Australia and every now and again new shipments arrive in the big chain stores or on Amazon, but they're immediately cleared out. Now, of course, some are going to Lucky Gamers, but most or at least some of these are going to the scalpers. Uh, a similar thing happened last year, actually, with NVIDIA graphics cards. So gamers seem to be either an easy target or uh, they're kind of gaming the, the market for themselves. I'm not sure. How would that even happen, that there could be a kind of scalping law for much-needed tech? This used to happen for iPhones and stuff as well, but then Apple kind of finally got ahead of the, the shipping game. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about this one. On one hand, you could argue it's like, 
someone being entrepreneurial and buying a Bitcoin and, you know, knowing it'll go up in value and selling it. So I don't really know how you would get it to work. And there's rules that you can't like sell something at a loss, but uh, I don't think there's anything around selling a product much for, for much more money. But you raised the solution and it's in this article as well that it's if you just had a more resilient supply chain and they could manufacture mm. more PS5s, then this problem would probably go away and that demand wouldn't be there unless of course the maker is artificially reducing supply like luxury fashion brand or something like that again not illegal yeah i guess so and and you know both in both instances the nvidia graphics cards and the ps5 it really comes down to the supply chain being hammered because of covid over the last year and so it's easier for apple to have those supply chain issues ironed out because they release a new phone every single year. So everyone's going to give them first in line for some of these chips and and things like that. But if your new product only comes out every five or six years, then it's going to be harder to scramble all of those manufacturers together. Mm, That's true. And Apple is run by a deeply private man whose (laughs) career is in supply chain logistics. You forget that. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, did you love that story? I don't know if it was in this one. Have you you heard the story about uh, Tim Cook being in a meeting? Something comes up about their supply chain in China and he says, that's terrible. We need someone there. And then half an hour into the meeting, he turns to someone and says, why are you still here? And the guy just gets up and gets on a plane. (laughs) No, I haven't heard that one. Amazing. Yeah, it's cool because, you know, it it comes up quite a bit because Cook is always described as like very polite and boring. And in this this story, apparently, you know, he doesn't raise his voice at all. He's just like, why are you still here? Like, get on a plane. And the guy knows exactly what to do. And that guy has since been promoted. So, you know, anyway. Just a bit of colour to throw it in there. Thank you, Tess Bennett. <laughs> I don't know why I'm, I'm I'm rambling on. Thank you, Tess Bennett, for joining me today. You're welcome, Peter. Happy to indulge your inner Apple fanboy anytime. Oh, thank you so much. And once again, I've gone lockdown crazy. So anyway, we'll speak to you tomorrow. Have a great day. Bye. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.